Do people call the Lucille Lortel Awards the, the Lucy Lords? <laughs> the Lucy Lords. Yeah, she got she got nominated for three Lucy Lords. I was gonna say the Lucys, but the Lucy's. Lucy Lords is very funny. <laughs> That's how it is now. Yeah, from this point forward. <laughs> Over Broadway. It's another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits Over Broadway. <laughs> oh, she's an actor. Oh, I give you levels. I give you dynamics. <laughs> I give you choices. They hear that much? Though, do you need us to take that again so we can get a good one for you? Y'all good? Okay. Um, I need to turn my phone on. Do not disturb. Wow. You know how frequently I'm getting calls. We're always getting calls. We're always getting offers. <laughs> it's just the phones are constantly blowing up over here. I'm always getting offers. Always. Never not People booked are like, and busy. Please come to the stage. I'm like, no, no, I no, can't. No, please. I cannot I sing memories again. <laughs> please let me live alone. Um, any biz, Connor? None. None for me. Let's just jump right in because we've got a hey, guest, guest this week in the studio, also known so as Meryl's excited. apartment. <laughs> That's right. Um, he is a UNC Chapel Hill graduate. He's an actor. Mm. He also plans events at Carnegie Hall, which is Holy truly shit. incredible. We'd love amazing. to talk about that for an hour and a half. Um, it is William Reed. Welcome, William. Welcome to the show. Hey, oh, this is so exciting. So excited to I have you. It. I mean. Speak more about this Carnegie Hall Yeah, that sounds really situation. exciting. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a great place. Um, I've been there. It feels weird for anybody of like our generation to be like, I've been at a place for 11 years, but that I've been there for weird. 11 years. Correct. <laughs> um, they were my first like big boy job Yeah. Um, wow. after my year of being a starving actor okay love uh, that. you know you know yes uh so yeah i've been there uh, for 11 years i work with some of the best people in the biz and well, i, I adore that. them and yeah that it's sounds fun. so fun fun it's great. i'm jealous getting to raise money for music education you know? yes. Yes. we love we must yeah. educate the children the children you know. are As the I've future said several times teach the children teach the children and they will <laughs> um, listen and this week let's just jump right into it because yeah. i know that William has a lot to say. Okay, good, good. So I'm have, not sure if you have a lot to I say. I only have like two this. pages of notes <laughs> okay. today. I'll, not as many. Like, honestly restrained for you. I know. And I, as usual, keep it locked in the vault. Keep it locked in the vault. Uh, <laughs> so this week we are talking about next to normal. End to end. I mean. <laughs> Stylized all lowercase. Yes, absolutely. Um, very 2008. In Obviously. my opinion. Oh, no, extremely. To Eight stylize. to like 2010. Right? Oh, yeah. Sure. It's like growing, developing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Connor and I have figured out this genius hack. Um, what is it? A mere four years into running this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, fully a four years. Where we will read the book now. Of we the actually musical. discovered that libraries <laughs> have scripts. <laughs> Especially so, in New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we will know what's going on in the musical. And I actually love that for us. It's actually really good, though. <laughs> So I do. I did run into one snag with this one. I found out as I was trying to check out the script, my library card is expired. <laughs> no. <laughs> NYPL is coming for my gig. Connor. I know. Delinquent citizen. Um, it's true. All right. Connor. Uh, hold on. He's taking a little sip. We got to wait. Oh, that's yes. my grande pumpkin cream cold brew. That's right. We're in the burr months. It's pumpkin Which time. Was it's like 86 degrees. Exactly. Out. It's fully like eight. I was sweating I as I was walking here. Um, in my sorority sister group chat, uh, the 
pumpkin mm. cream cold brew it's was recently best. declared the best fall bev correct um because it's not as sweet as <laughs> the pumpkin spice yes and it's just like a hint it's of like pumpkin a, it's yeah it's like a, a whisper of pumpkin yeah that's good <laughs> connor please hit us with some bags of things Okay, getting really tired of these very short drops, especially with amazing songs like that. When I am grooving, please give me the full five. I want the full five. Actually, let's just turn this into just drops (laughs) all the time. Just a dance party. (laughs) Every single day. This is the radio now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are trying to get a shock jock panel, so it does track. (laughs) Always. All right. Next to Normal has music by Tom Kitt with book and lyrics by Brian Yorkie. It went through a very lengthy development process. Um, they originally started the show in 1998. It was like a very short, like 10 music, ten minute musical about electroshock therapy. And then through... An from, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it was called like Feeling Electric or something like that. All right. uh, and then from 1998 to 2007, it went through a bunch of workshops and development phases and all of that. Um, it opened off Broadway in uh, January of 2008 and ran until March of 2008. And then it went and did its out-of-town regional tryout in Virginia from November of 2008 to January of 2009. And then in uh, March of 2009, it opened for previews on Broadway and ran from April to January of 2011 for a total of 733 performances. Wow. The um, 08 Off-Broadway production was nominated for a ton of awards, including two Drama League awards, two Drama Desks, three Outer Critics, and three Lucille Lortels. And then the 2009 Broadway production was nominated for 11 Tonys and won three, including Best Score, Best Leading Actress, and Best Orchestration. (laughs) Bet, bet, bet. Um, Say that six times fast. Please. Um... (laughs) And it was also uh, won the Pulitzer Prize for drama that year in so 2009. Such the drama. Prize. Such the drama. Um, it was like one of, I don't know how many fucking musicals. It's like um, th- 10 it's like, or something. It's very small. Yeah, it's like a very small group of musicals yeah. that have won the Pulitzer. Well, and wasn't there a rumor that it didn't, it wasn't actually nominated, but it came out to win it? Oh, wow. Okay. Drama. I don't know if that's true. I could just be lying. <laughs> we tell it right we, we, It's okay. We're journalists. So that, yeah. that counts as fact. All of this gets fact checked by us. <laughs> <laughs> sure. By Wikipedia. Um, and in case you didn't know and weren't alive in 2008, uh, mm-hmm. Next to Normal centers on a mother who struggles with worsening bipolar disorder and the effects that managing her illness has on her family. The musical addresses grief, depression, suicide, drug abuse, ethics in modern psychiatry, and the underbelly of suburban life. <laughs> I'll be honest, I do feel dragged by your uh, announcement that if you weren't alive in 2008, you wouldn't know what this musical is about. Because I was like, yeah, next to normal. It's about uh, the there's someone crazy and a dead kid, which is close. That's I mean, that's basically the plot. That's close. So I was like, but this is the first time I'd ever heard it listening to it for this show. Wow. I know. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just like had never it's really, really interesting. It made its way through in. my like high school choir. Like, Everybody oh. fucking knew the show. Oh yeah, yeah. really? Oh yeah. I, and I feel like I've seen jokes where people are like, "Oh, do you have this certain song from mm-hmm. this from Next to Normal in your I, book?" Or whatever. I did, I did. <laughs> I, I, oh, I am desperate that. to Thank know <laughs> what songs because I did not. I couldn't sing "I'm Alive," but I did have some of the dad songs in oh, my yeah. book. Oh yeah, the dad songs are like yeah. clutch. Oh it's yeah, like they're great. That baritone, like. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, please. I was gonna sing one at Cabaret and then I couldn't I couldn't one year. 
Because your voice fell out. Yeah. my Just fell out of your whole body. Ursula took it, Ugh, honestly. That fucking bitch. <laughs> Every uh, time. You got to read the fine print on those contracts. Like, <laughs> I did see in the book that I checked out successfully from wow, the library. Because okay, drag my ass. Mitch's library card has not expired, and that's who I use. Um, wow, so you don't even have your own, and you're calling I me a delinquent citizen? I wow, don't. Wow. I steal my library card. <gasps> For my beautiful wife. What was I just going to say? Oh, I saw that uh, Brian Darcy James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in the... My um, boyfriend originated Broadway. the role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he came, he came back to Broadway for a, like a hot second. Oh, he did? He was <gasps> That's really hot. Wow. You know, a little revisit. Okay. Because so he was cute. off doing Shrek for a while. Yeah. Well. That, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> we have covered Shrek on this podcast. I would say if I had to do this show for like any amount of consecutive performances right. i would choose to do shrek yeah just, <laughs> just like as a quick vacation. emotional like depth needed i'd be like you know what i'm gonna go be covered in pounds of makeup every yeah. night that would be preferable to doing this emotional like flaying yeah, every day exactly <laughs> oh god um so okay. rough let's jump in um i just oh. want to say love that there's a prelude Love, okay. love an overture, love yeah. a prelude, love to lead in with a little musical. Do, 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 do. But it's like a rock prelude, right? It's yeah. like you got like all those strings come in and it's yeah, like, exactly. the mm-hmm. like Yes, mm-hmm. we love it. Was this the original no rent was the original rock musical? <laughs> Never mind. Did, did you oh you didn't check it out, but there is a forward in the book. Oh wow. By Anthony Rapp, who was like Yeah, he like he was, was like, I was a producer cast or something. in rent and it changed my life, and I think this will be the next rent. I don't know that it was, but I love that Anthony Rapp was like. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> tried to be. I mean, did it explain? Talk more about the culture of Next to Normal. I don't know. I just like Next to Normal just felt like really like culturally significant at the time. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember I was first introduced to it. I was a senior in college and watched right. like the Tony Award performance. And I was like, what is this emotional like vomit that's happening? Like they're throwing utensils. Yeah, Alice Ripley's nuts. Like what's mm-hmm. going on? Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it spoke to me. Okay. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. It, and it was like, it was kind of groundbreaking because it was like, it really didn't shy away from like its depiction of the bipolar depression mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the effect it had on the family. It originally tried to like when they first were writing the show, they wanted it to be like a satire of suburban life. Uh-huh. So they really leaned in more to the comedy and everyone who saw it was like, don't do that. Stop doing, yeah, that. Stop doing that. And then they changed it and um, it was like devastating. And then everyone was like groundbreaking a million awards. <laughs> this is a, this is beautiful. We're going for gas, not laughs fully. I feel that. Um, okay. Now, William, I know that you've mentioned you've seen this show entirely too many times, several many times. You know, how many times can we get a number? I I think I saw it on Broadway six times. Wow. This makes it sound like I'm, I'm a lot fancier than it, but like that was back <laughs> again when you when I first moved to New York and like you could just roll up at like five o'clock right. and like put your name in that little like little wheelbarrow yeah. thing and they just call your numbers like great twenty dollars you could see a show yeah. Like, Pandemic aside, you, you can't do that now. Like everything's no. like online and it's like a $65 lottery yeah, it's ticket. Really terrible. Like, it's truly terrible. You're not allowed to put anything in a bucket anymore. It's just not safe. No, the pandemic, it really safe. ruined buckets for us. <laughs> it really did. It's it's pretty fucked up. Absolutely. Um, so did you see it with Alice Ripley several many I, times? Yeah. So, and also it was like, because again, like that, mm-hmm. that was the big thing at the Tonys that year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I moved to New York with like my college roommates, uh, living that's that starving, tiny apartment life. <laughs> we um, know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we. Uh, whenever our friends would come to visit, like that was a show they wanted to see. Of course, oh, so like we did, we did the lottery all the time. So yeah, I ended up seeing it six times. I think I saw 
three different Diana. So I saw Alice oh, wow. Ripley. I saw her understudy, who was Jessica Phillips, who was incredible. Mm, okay. And then I saw the late great Marin Maisie, who oh. like, oh my gosh, I mean, loyalty. Amazing. That would have been amazing. Yeah, and Truly. she. She was my favorite. Of <laughs> okay, we love to hear it. Wow, 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 wow. But yeah, so I saw, I saw, I think I saw with Alistair like three times, because um, mm-hmm. she was with it for a while and then she toured. Yeah, with she, it. yeah, and then she toured with it as well afterwards. So should we just like discuss the Alistair yes. of it all? Um, so uh, we are Ripley aware elephant. of the allegations of mm-hmm. emotional abuse and grooming and manipulation um, by Alice Ripley, and of course we hear bits of a Broadway stand with victims and survivors of abuse fuck to alice ripley we yeah, say honestly mm-hmm. um so, that's, so that's anything the... we're talking about we don't have to talk about alice yeah that's fine that's we fine. need to talk about what is that don't tell alice never mind you know that fake oh book yeah that, that they fake wrote? book that's about drugs <laughs> yeah, that fake book about drugs that was always in your library um, and everyone was like i read this and i'm never gonna do drugs again <sighs> wow my life was changed oh okay. yeah because i was dropping acid okay. so much before i read go okay. ask alice as a 12 year old <laughs> I would love to get into some of these songs. Um, love Just Another Day. Favorite line yeah. is, what doesn't kill you doesn't kill you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is true. So true. That is actually my vibe for the week. Well, what doesn't kill you doesn't kill you. I think God somebody is brave enough to just say it. Yes. Oh, finally. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's a good, I feel like it's a nice introduction. We're getting all the characters immediately. Mm-hmm. So we have four characters. We have uh, Diana, Dan, Gabe, and Natalie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the main um, family. Yeah. That's the, yeah, like the nuclear family. And then um, Harry. Henry. Right? Henry. Henry. Mom calls him Harry and he's like, Henry, <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. Um, Henry comes in later and that's Natalie's like sort of paramour situation. Right. And the um, doctor. The two doctors played by yeah, the same. Dr. Madden yeah, and Dr. It's just double duty. Okay. But it's a different character. Yeah, it's different not... character. Same actor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Because um, the first one is like he's the only he's the one who's like he puts her on all the drugs and she's like I can't feel anything. Yeah. And then the second one is the one who suggests the ECT. Right. Because yes. she has that moment of like pouring them all into the right the big emotion. Class. Oh, that's right. Drug. She she throws them down the um the uh, drink, which you should not do. Don't do that. It's no. so bad for the fish. Don't pollute <laughs> the water. Yeah. <laughs> Safely dispose of your prescriptions. Like, okay, please. Contrary. <laughs> One thing I've said a thousand times. Thank you. Please thank you. Thank you. Also, though, controversial opinion. Um, maybe like them. fish deserves Xanax too. Okay, just saying it. It's very just stressful. It. It's so stressful to be a fish right now. Global warming is fucking them up. It's boiling. They could use some anti-anxiety sure. medication. I think so. It's one for me, one for the fish. Exactly. That's how I dole it out every morning. You're such a giver. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm an environmental. You really care about the environment. <laughs> I'm an animal lover, you yes, might say. Yes. Um, actually, history of this podcast will show I am. You not. are not. <laughs> I'm actively afraid of most animals. That is correct. <laughs> um, okay, let's. I kind of want to talk about just another day for a little bit longer because I think it does a really nice job of setting up the fucking weird ass dynamic that's yeah. happening in this mm-hmm. house. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> like. I truly love when uh, Diana was like, okay, uh, I hope everything's going well. I'm going to go have sex with your father. Like, <laughs> right. Good good night. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so glad I know that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and then it sort of ends with her going nuts. Yes. Like, just another day is sort of like Diana, like, kind of having an episode. Yeah. yeah. Is she I- having an episode throughout the entire song? Or is it just like... 
all of a sudden she's manic and making sandwiches. I think that's up to kind of the interpretation of like you as the audience or the actor. Mm-hmm. Like you at least for me, like when I first saw it, like I didn't realize that what was happening until you saw like all those sandwiches, right? right. Like, okay. like you just kind of thought you're like, oh, that's like a very open relationship you have with your daughter. Cool. Right. Yeah. Right. But like if you knew nothing, it's like, oh, that's like 72 sandwiches. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. So we know that Gabe, the son, is dead the whole time. He was dead the whole time. Very sick son. Very but sick you son. don't know uh, that. But you don't right. know. So right. my question is. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Watch out. <laughs> Thank you, William, for the spoiler alert. Thank you. Um, Mitch, when will you get us our spoiler alert drop? <laughs> We've been begging for it for four years. <laughs> for this one minute ago, yeah, I asked exactly. for this. Um, I, Original it, readers of this podcast will remember that we did have a very extensive spoiler alert warning in the like second episode. episode. <laughs> and, it, and it carried forward to yeah, all of our future absolutely. episodes. Um, so is it one of those situations where, like, like the sixth sense, sixth sense yeah. where you rewatch and you're like oh, I see all the clues now it was there in front of me the whole time I knew he was dead mm. like is it like he's only on stage at the same time as Diana is he only able to like interact with one character is it one of those things where like the twist happens and then you look back and you're like oh yeah he never could open a doorknob <laughs> he was always wearing the same clothes do you know what I mean like, yeah he is never touched the door. <laughs> is it that situation or is it just like he's just there sometimes and you just don't really pay attention? I mean, I think from w- w- I was seeing it the second time, like then you see the moments like, oh, yeah, he doesn't interact. He's on okay. stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are times that like when he like passes and is interacting with her, it seems like she's interacting with like him and Natalie okay. and having these moments and they're like, oh, they're just brother and sister. Like, right. So they're you, fighting the second time you're like, oh, right. She never like looks at him. Okay. I will say though, for like being like a figment or hallucination or whatever the appropriate term is, like it was a little disconcerting seeing the second time. I'm like, wow, she's really imagining like, cause he comes out in the first number, like boxers only like air to bait ripped body. <laughs> and I was like, this is an interesting thing for a mother to be imagining. Her <laughs> right. To be looking great. Yeah. Like, I was not mad. <laughs> Listen. Why would you be? And no? I say Why? thank you to your delusion. Thank you. <laughs> Thank exactly. you for me as Thank an you. audience yeah. member. <laughs> um, I also want to say this musical has a list song, which we, we love, love on Bits Over Broadway. We love a list song. Um, I know it's a little like Sound of Music riff. Not Sound of Music. Yeah, my favorite things yeah, from yeah. Sound of Music. It's a little um, riff on that. But I always appreciate a list, especially yeah. when it comes to prescription pills. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Write them down. Um, and just based on listening and reading following along as i was listening it seems like a lot of this staging is kind of side by side like there's two scenes happening at once or yeah yeah i was wondering what the set looks like for this show oh it was so cool so you i mean it was at a sm- it was one of the smaller theaters right, right. Mm-hmm. but um the set itself was like a scaffolding outline of the house Um, so and when things were happening side by side like it was actually happening like one on the main level and you saw like the three levels up so like there would be a scene happening on like the second level up and so it was just kind of the silhouette of the house as if you would like cut the house in half and you could like look in from the audience that's That's really cool kind of like a dollhouse yeah yeah yeah. like it was and like you'd see them running up and down the stairs and like it, it had a little bit of the that kind of like fun, like almost like West Side Story vibe. Though, yeah, it's not sure. West Side Story. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't emphasize enough, not West Side Story. Not West Side Story. Story. Yes. Um, <clears throat> there okay. are no uprousing dance numbers in the show. No, not Perfect. one bit. Um, I 
did not care about the love story in this song. See, real Jimmy on the side for me. Oh, real Jimmy on the side. <laughs> I see. I really like the, especially um, the the. Um, sorry, oh my god, fuck love story between Henry and Natalie because mm-hmm. it is like such an interesting mirror of Diana and Dan. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Every, more on that. Everything that like is happening to Henry and Natalie is almost like foreshadowing of like um what happened to or how diana and dan probably were when they were younger Mm -hmm. and there's like all these different like hints throughout the show of the four of them kind of like being echoes of one another like diana and natalie are both being medicated but natalie is self-medicating via like drugs and Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing um dan and henry are super devoted to the women that they love and the women that they love aren't choosing them Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and then um at the end of the show, Natalie sort of like breaks that cycle mm-hmm. that we're seeing throughout the show by choosing to stay with Henry, okay. whereas Diana says, fuck off, <laughs> like, like, peace out. <laughs> but this it's like, isn't working. Yeah. And like it, you see it throughout the show. There's like all sorts of echoes and it comes to a head in that um, why stay number. Yeah. And um, the I promise when it's Natalie and Diana are singing together and Henry mm-hmm. and Dan are singing together. Mm-hmm. It's I. So I think that. While it's not like a super interesting part of the show, I do think it's necessary. Okay. Fair I also, enough. Something that I love about like talking about that of like these echoes of each other is yeah. like for Natalie, I think it's a very real thing of as a child of somebody who is who has oh, a parent absolutely. going through this of like, this could be me. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna if this is gonna like in me, what's gonna happen. Yeah. And like seeing how she deals with that and how like she tries to pull away from Henry mm-hmm. during that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is kind of Special in this this show and something that like people can actually like be like oh really relate to absolutely okay. it definitely takes that idea of like am I going to turn in my parents like to that next step yeah, yeah. like am I am I going am to, I, is my brain is my brain going to <laughs> betray me yeah, as yeah. I get older it's not like yeah. it's an idiosyncrasy yeah. it's like this is like a medical condition that like I yeah that no could control happen. I exactly. could happen to me yeah, exactly. exactly yeah for sure I love Natalie as a character like yeah. really enjoy that dynamic truly amazing. <laughs> We love her. Yes, we love. We stand. Um, she, I thought she was really good. I like that they didn't lean too hard into the angst. Yeah. I feel like there's always that that kind of mm. danger, I guess, with teen characters of yeah. diving too hard into the fuck you. Oh, totally. Um, like, I'm edgy and I'm not, can nobody can understand exactly. Right, exactly. The <laughs> angst can get dialed up a little bit too much, but I think she plays it really well. And like, obviously her angst is a little bit, it has a lot more um, cause. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I too would be angsty if my mother didn't love me my whole life. Right. Right. And if I was a replacement and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. or at least felt like that. Yeah. Way, right? yeah. Totally. Um, so I, I really liked, I thought she was really well done and I, played really like walking that line oh, of yeah, absolutely she's still a teen and so there is still a little bit of like fuck you yeah. to it but also you're like rightfully yeah you you've have the fuck you or two you have cause yeah exactly exactly um all right so for how much of this show is diana tripping <laughs> a <laughs> good chunk <laughs> till she dumps her meds i guess and then she's fine i don't know but then like then the hallucin i don't know it's when she's without the meds, she's got the hallucinations going yeah. on. She's got the like mm-hmm. weird like side story of like the hallucination of the sexual chemistry with her doctor, and he's yeah. like this like sexy rock star that yeah. she's like super turned on to, and he's like swinging her around on that chair. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I would say pretty much all of it. Okay, we <laughs> love. Yeah, it's wild. Except for when you know she has ECT and then it's and just kind of and then yeah, it's just like a, a blank slate. Yeah, completely. is it just doesn't remember anything. Yeah, um, right. Truly terrifying. Absolutely. Uh, um. Okay. I felt like the reveal that he's dead comes early. Does it not feel that way in the show? Does it feel like it? I guess because I was just waiting since I knew he was dead. I was just like waiting right. for the shoe to drop. But right. I feel like it comes like halfway through the first yeah. act. Yeah, I was going to say it's like okay. a third yeah. or a quarter of the way in. Yeah, like they kind of do lead. Like if you don't know anything about the show, they do kind of lead it in. Okay. Like they do bury the lead. And then there's that whole like it's going to be good scene. And then she like bursts in with a birthday cake. Yeah. And she's like, happy birthday, Gabe. And everyone's like, he's dead. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's not here. Whose birthday is it? Yeah. And like now it's like, it's my brother. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had a, like it's yeah and it's that moment and then like uh, the way they used to be said just like it's silence yeah and then like of course you hear the people who've never seen the show before going baby oh yeah that's a real for. M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist <laughs> it is the beach that makes you old oh my um, god it's all it's magnets the entire time I did not realize that he died so young. So yeah. going into the show, I thought it was like he killed himself or had mm-hmm. died like as a teen because I he's being portrayed right. as a teen. Well, I mean, it's, it's really hard <laughs> to like very hot man is uh, right, being exactly, imagined. Exactly. I mean, the I think the reason that they did the teens is because you know it's just so hard to like work with child actors. It's tough it's to like, get a baby. You, to a sure, baby sure. really. It's <laughs> the equity contracts with baby actors is just so difficult these days. That's so many loopholes. And, like, all of the kids at that time, like what 2008, they were all yeah. Billy Elliot. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're they're like, very busy. Busy. There was a shortage of children of young boys. We couldn't find a we, one. There was no. not a nary a one in the city. And honestly, there's already a cot. It's like an equity crib. I just where would we put what? it? Yeah, exactly. Like, we, the, there's no room. We fly it up. Like I just I don't understand. Just have a so true. Baby above us? Like, yeah, exactly. So better to use um, Aaron Tveit in his 20s playing pretending to be a 16 year old. Right. Yes. Followed by Kyle Dean Massey in his 20s. Exactly. Which Uh is reasonable. If you're 20 and you're playing 16, I feel like you can squint and make that happen. If you're 31 playing 14, let's talk. Okay, but say that to the new gossip girl. Like, come on. Actually, the the actor who plays Henry is in Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah, the new one. Uh We love that. He's egotting. He is egotting. He's going for that E. Oh, wait, speaking of E gotting, so last night. Uh, did you just watch the E got episode of <laughs> 30 not. Rock? Because I've been on that season for <laughs> the past few weeks. I did not, but it's a classic. Um, I was speaking about Waitress. Okay. Because it reopened. Yeah. Um, and it is technically considered, because it had a closed date before COVID, it is technically a revival. Like oh, Sarah Bareilles yeah. is going for she's the coming for she's that coming for oh the my god as a revival of way like literally one year after that's close. insane truly psycho because didn't it close like a what, month like and a half January? yeah like two yeah. months before the shutdown and Holy I think they were like all right we're gonna do it again I forgot that waitress closed fully uh-huh. closed not a COVID casualty fully no fully closed because I remember we even talked about it like because we had yeah. we had seen like videos of the final performance mm-hmm. yep. holy shit why and she said open that bitch back up give me a time. Tony. Right. Yeah, give me it's that time. Tony. It's time. She said, What's Lin Manuel doing? Nothing. Nothing. Good. <laughs> it's Reopen my time it. to shine. 
I'm gonna get that tone. Yeah. Um, so we love you, Sarah, uh, and all best. We best do. We do support that. As uh, listen to our show, our episode about waitress, Meryl and I both did love yeah, that absolutely. show, and we love Sarah. I, I love mean, Sarah. Uh, um, I so do good. think it's like insane and maniacal to reopen your show. That is so, <laughs> and I love, I love that she that can her. like get away with it because everyone like ev- like everyone's minds nice. were fucking wiped by 2020, yeah, so nobody's going to remember that they closed. And nobody's going to be mad at more no, waitress. Not at like, all. That's the thing. Yeah. Exactly. It has such a huge like following. It's right. It's fun. She's Sarah Burroughs. We love we her. We love her. She's so sweet. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it a limited engagement or are they open ended? I don't know. <laughs> Let's get Natalie on the horn. Uh, Natalie, <laughs> oh, the great Natalie. Oh. <laughs> calling in uh, now yeah let's dial her in um <laughs> on her birthday actually. Yeah. yeah happy birthday happy natalie, birthday, natalie. We love you. um okay so yeah so it's gonna be good ends with the birthday cake for uh yeah the hot teen mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and not a little baby oh yeah i was gonna say so i didn't realize um that he had died so young yeah. which also makes it like adds another layer of she's been having the psychosis been, yeah. for 13 years, 14 years deeply yeah. for like 16 years like not that you ever get over that but i'm no, just saying like course. holy moly that's like that's so long as a yeah. family to like be going through that mm-hmm. it just adds another layer of fuck and it's all natalie's known right like right. she's yeah, exactly this is this has been her normal always right yeah. where dan is like i remember you from like back when i like yeah. we were at the cody island yeah day. exactly like, yeah, it's easier yeah. for Natalie, I guess, to like let it go and and kind of dismiss her mom outright as opposed to Dan, who's like, but yeah. remember when we were 20 yeah, and life happy. was good right. before <laughs> all this shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get He's Not Here. Uh, that's a Dan song. Is that was that in your book? What was in your book? Connor Mine was um, I've Been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say I was like. It's, yeah, it's, it's the best. Been. It's the best one. It's so good. Also, because, and he because he's like literally he's wiping up. Yeah, blood. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's just like right from it's like post suicide. Yeah, yeah right? it's and he's singing as he's cleaning up his wife's blood from like it's yeah. so gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan it, makes me so sad. Yeah. He really does. Like it's I'm just so put upon. And he's just like trying to like keep the marriage alive, just keep everyone together, and keep everyone together. It's gonna be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, it makes me so sad. Um, wow. Okay, yeah. There's lots of Dan just being like, I can just keep holding on. Like yep. you've been uh-huh. saying that for a long time. Just keep my guy. swimming. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe it's big, <laughs> just keep swimming. Maybe energy. take a break. <laughs> Honestly, by the end of it, I'm like, good. I'm glad Diana leaves. Right. Like well, everyone needs a fucking break yeah, for a little bit. And it's the right, like, that's the thing. It's like, at least the way I view it, I'm like, that was the right thing. Yeah, like, that was For Natalie, for them, like, she needed to go and, like, take yeah. care of herself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, You've been doing this for 16 years and it hasn't been working. Right. Like, you gotta do yeah, something else. There right. has to be a change. There, like, clearly whatever thing you've been trying right. isn't working so everyone just like retreat to their own spaces for a while <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, if we've learned anything over the past yeah. year and a half like quiet time's okay yeah, yeah. it's okay exactly. it's okay to be a little introspective <laughs> like, shut the door you take the living room I take the bedroom there we go <laughs> um, a little bit of space is 
good. Fine. Uh, okay. I want to skip ahead to Superboy and the Invisible Girl. Okay. Bold of you to say this because for the songs you don't know to I'm Alive. Okay, speak on it. Is Connor, speak on it. A foundational text. <laughs> this show is not personally a foundational text, but that sequence of songs. Okay. Foundational. Explain. Um, that was like literally the songs that everybody fucking knew. Okay. Like, because it's like such a all of the songs like bleed into each other, and it's like it just like explains everything so neatly and succinctly and mm. also the music fucking bops um <laughs> i'm yeah yeah it's like, like it's, it's it's so good it's so good it's such an amazingly strong sequence in the middle of the first act when you just like learn everything okay and it's great because it's such a it's like they're all strong character portrayals of mm-hmm. what um diane is going through dan natalie and gabe and it's just like these were also all the songs that all of the kids in the musical theater <laughs> knew and we all sang them every single day yep, in yep, my yep, car yep. on the way to school uh-huh. <laughs> in my car <laughs> in my 1999 toyota camry yes. <laughs> yeah no the, so like these four songs or yeah are like okay amazing all right, just all right. and foundational. you agree william a thousand feels percent. good yeah. okay and it is it's like there's just something that like it yeah it fe- and it feels good to sing it feels it like does. but it was like because super boy and the miserable girl mm-hmm. they sang as like part of a pre-show for the tonys that they yes. televised oh, okay. and then they did like the big trio right like silverware throwing moment right um, i remember that and yeah that was just like that was what everybody knew yeah exactly and then um Aaron Tveit's big like yeah pop alive. tenor yeah um, everybody loves a pop tenor ballad of course like <laughs> very foundational very, very foundational for midwestern gay boys all over the country <laughs> and southern let me tell you oh there we go <laughs> just gay boys writ just large gay boys writ large <laughs> uh, but that being said Kyle Dean Massey I think it's better. Oh, wow. Controversial opinions. We do love that on no Bits Over Broadway. <laughs> we love a hot take. We do. Um, so, all right. Well, I will trust you. Uh, here's what we played in my truck. It was uh, Angel Lord Weber's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Specifically tracks one through five. We okay. do know this about you. <laughs> yeah, I do feel that I really missed out on the late aughts musical theater culture because mm-hmm. um, I was not in the world. Of course. At that point. <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> uh, had not fully sprung forth. Uh, the musical theater encyclopedia you know today yes of course <laughs> just kidding um oh, what did you want to say about uh superboy Super and the invisible yeah. girl it just makes me sad sure. <laughs> truly me like truly the line i love you as much as i can <gasps> devastating devastating just yeah and i know this is sort of the point but like diana's lack of interaction with natalie yeah i think like briefly right in the beginning when she's like you should chill out and not stress out so much and i'm gonna go have sex with your dad now goodbye like there's that and then it feels like there's nothing until super and i could be wrong because again i haven't listened like i never saw it and i only listened to it a couple times but just there's such a stretch of time where she's just fully not interacting with her the uh, one other person that lives in this house oh, yeah, like, besides her husband it's so wild yeah. to just well and even when she does there's so much like just a lack of understanding like, it's like just chill out it's like you have no idea what this your child is going through yeah, yeah. Exactly. she's up at 3 a.m writing a fla- like a report on flowers of algernon like yeah right. you don't know right she doesn't get into drugs until after Meeting diana Henry. dumps hers right 
I are we know like she, are they claiming she, pot as a gateway drug here or is it more like I'm going bit. through a lot and I'm just gonna yeah, use she, these old pills she's like will start I think she, I don't remember if she starts the pot first or she, but she does take the pills from her mom okay so like that's Ooh, where wow. like some of those pills come from that's what I thought and like where it starts and, yeah mm-hmm. you know there is a reference to robo tripping which did make me laugh a lot that's fucking hilarious (laughs) made me laugh a lot it's like in the written she's like i'm robo tripping oh it's the mom um diana's doing her electroshock therapy and natalie is clubbing tripping whatever and they like meet in this you know the brain plane um and and she's like mom i'm robo tripping please let me live big late aughts energy it's a little bit of an an angst moment let me live in In our brain plane in our brain plane please leave me alone trademark bits over broadway yeah i just love i'm robo tripping i was like okay blast from the past yeah literally was that even really a thing or was that one of those like weird band silly, yeah like yeah. fully like the <laughs> local news is like teens are robo tripping and parents are like oh my god and it's like it happened maybe one time <laughs> i don't know i don't think i ever really took robitussin um i was a dimetap gal so wow. well, you have i'm very old because you know, <laughs> i'm very old william that's why um i don't think that exists anymore Tweet at us. Does, no, it does. No, Dimatap. Oh, Dimatap. I, I have no idea what that is. It's like grape flavored cough like syrup. It's Robitussin. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> Robitussin. I was a Robitussin kid. I <laughs> took that shit a lot because, as we know, my lungs have tuberculosis. Swiss cheese. Oh, good. good, good Swiss good. cheese boy. It's been a great year for you then. Yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, okay. I'm a, So what is Aaron Fate's big number? Like, what would it's, you guys say is like I'm, the icon? I'm alive. It's I'm alive, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Is he just singing just to anyone in the world? Or is Diana mostly in these scenes I think with him? She's not even on stage with him. She's that down. Song, right? oh, I could be wrong, but I, I think it like happens during one of her therapy sessions. And mm-hmm. like, so she is sitting down at the bottom of the stage and he's like up in the rafters okay. and he's like doing his like little moment, like, cause there are poles and he's like swinging out over the audience. And oh, it's yeah. like, Ooh, he, like, mm-hmm. he could fall and all stuff. And then like, he like reaches down to her. Like there's this little moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, I think kind of around that time, at least for me, that you start to see him not necessarily as like just a hallucination, but like as the villain, right? Yeah, because he's he is very much the antagonist. Yeah, and you don't. At least for, for me, I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, isn't yeah. this sad in the great? And then like you're like, oh, he is a manifestation of like mm-hmm. the horrible things about this illness for her. Fully, and he's the fully. one that like is leading her into these. Yeah, things. he like basically can... is like, you should kill yourself yeah. and come hang out. Yeah, with yeah me. because <laughs> he's like the way that we can be together again is yeah. if you kill yourself. Essentially, and, yeah. and it's this beautiful moment of like they're dancing and he's yeah. like wearing this beautiful tux and he like leads her off. Okay. to it and i think that's the end of act one because you know everybody loves to go <laughs> right it? uh the end of act one is um uh uh light in the dark so it's like um, right before right she starts ect her. got yeah. it yeah got it, got it, got it. um so that would be post yeah yeah suicide attempt um yeah but no like it's it is really interesting i love the way that they do it because at the beginning you are kind of sympathizing with gabe because you're like oh he's this child that died like there's that whole sympathetic aspect and then he sings we i'm alive we all feel sorry for we all feel, feel sorry for dead kids it's true um but then he sings i'm alive and you're like oh 
Uh huh. Because like you can climb on my back and we both can fly. Like yeah. it's like come like that's leading in. Ugh. Oh, fully, fully. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it is. It is a really interesting twist that they feel bad. They I ever thought you were hot. And I yeah, right. So true. But it is really. I think it's a. It, it was smart for them to do that because like the show is very much like man versus self, and sure, <laughs> you sure. can't really like like to have a physical manifestation of that. It makes that. Uh, that tension and that conflict much stronger. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Like, sort of giving it a corporeal form makes it easier than someone just saying over and over again. Yeah, like, exactly. I want to kill myself. Very show, like, don't tell. Yeah, right, 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 right. we love that. Yeah. Yeah, I dream to dance. That's when they're mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing the thing. And um, you're right. It is like a really, it's like a really pretty number that they're singing. And then you realize, oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. A lot of moments uh, like that in this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of the many, like, I, I always made a comment, like, every time I saw it, I was like, I could just cry at a different moment. I didn't realize, like, I'm sure that was one of the moments. Oh, right? sure. I'm just like, oh, God, she doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's so close. She's, She's so close. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that's what kind of what I mean by, like, when you see it the first time and the twist is revealed and then you go back and see it the second time. Is it mm. one of those things where you find yourself looking for those moments of, mm. like, Okay, is he, you know me, I love the rules of the I, world. I do know you love um, those sometimes, rules. depending on the day. But like, so does Diana as long as the always have to be on stage? Yeah, as long as they're not fantasy, I don't care. Yeah, as long uh, as they're not lore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but you know, like I'm alive happening in a therapy session. Like you do technically have Diana like on stage. She mm-hmm. is there. Yes, there is. We could when we get to Act Two, there is a moment when he's on stage. She's not right. I, Yes, I was going to say yeah, that. I, I was like, oh, okay, then let's save that. Let's save it. Um, because I also have, I was, conf- I was very confused. Yeah. So and you read the script and you were still confused. Well, maybe okay. we're, maybe this is just like, Here's maybe what we say. shouldn't read the script. It's not the script. It is the, the choice. It's the book. Oh, okay. So like, it's mostly like reading the lyrics and then a few bits of dialogue that happen gotcha. during the song. Gotcha. Because it is not the full script. Because okay. there were things that were happening that I like read on the Wikipedia and I was like, that doesn't like this. Otherwise you would think it was mostly sung through. And I don't gotcha. think that's the no, case. There are so, moments. I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't think they'll let you check out the script because then you could just do the whole yeah. show. Yeah, true. You just put it up and not that's pay true. anybody. <laughs> I mean, somebody would find out probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it really depends on like. <laughs> not if you titled it next to normal. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> My Big Chuck Tam energy here. <laughs> you cracked it. parody of next to normal. <laughs> next to normal. Um, Garfield plays Diana. It's not good, but... It is happening. So I also don't think it's that far off. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. You. That, Very casting kind of makes sense. <laughs> I think in this case, wait, what's the theory about Garfield? Isn't it that like Jim, John, the, John, Jim's the guy who drew it. Yeah, John is like hallucinating Garfield, right? The it's the it's more the opposite where Garfield is hallucinating that he is living with John still because there's like allegedly one comic where like. <laughs> Where like Garfield like wakes up and like the house is deserted. Garfield, please don't sue us. This is all allegedly. (laughs) All allegedly. There's like this whole thing where like the house is deserted and Garfield is alone and he's like John and Odie and it was like it's like all a figment of his imagination essentially. Uh Um, There's also another theory because in the beginning of the comic strip, Garfield had or um, John had a roommate and there is a theory because of like some Easter eggs and like a video game or something like that that John actually abducted his roommate and his roommate. Is now being kept as a prisoner in the basement of the house. What? 
Garfield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's horrific. Anyway, tweet at me for also, more Garfield lore. Like, you know a lot about Garfield. <laughs> I think the internet was a mistake. It I was. Think we it fully up. was. I think we did something bad, actually. <laughs> You know what? I just the concept bad. of the internet. <laughs> yeah, in absolutely. We, absolutely. We shouldn't have been able to so easily access information like that and like categorize it and collect it. Yeah, That's it was actually right. a very bad decision. Yeah, it was, it it was, was a, a failed experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been thinking that a lot. A friend of mine sends me lots of um, Instagram influencers who oh, do sure. insane shit, and ah. like, um, like there's was a trend right at the beginning of the summer where all these influencers were like tragically we did have to kill our dog because he was terrible and they, like, oh my god yeah like, like all the people all these videos yes. and like do these slideshows on instagram to their dead dogs that they, like, i remember that and like everyone was like well because it was like that one couple who was like they adopted a kid and then they gave the kid back or something like that yes yes and that is the worst version yeah exactly <laughs> um but i just love that like you don't have to talk about this like, yeah you can just say that the dog died you don't have to right. be like we chose to kill the dog because <laughs> exactly. he was he bit us one time right <laughs> like it, anyway so every time she sends me influencers those, are out of pocket all yeah, the time anytime i see an influencer i'm like we made a mistake <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you were unnecessary we yeah. absolutely <laughs> we should not have allowed this to happen actually add it to the list <laughs> literally we're so, keeping one first garfield then <laughs> then the internet yeah <laughs> then the internet um okay there's like is a realization that diana's off her meds yeah is that happening before that's like at the end of it's gonna be good right like all these songs that are happening in between are basically like leading to a point where I, yeah i don't know i don't remember she's don't off and dan's like you gotta well because she sings a song like right after the my psychopharmacologist and i um Psych- where she sings about like i miss the mountains which is like her yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like i'm tired of being numb i miss like living yeah you know? for sure um and i think that's the song where she dumps her meds yes right? and it's also like her i mean it's first act but i like it's that's her like 11 o'clock number that's her yeah. big number yeah of oh, being okay. like i miss living i'm yeah. feeling sure um and yeah that's when she decides to uh drug all the fishes as we mm-hmm. already discussed okay um oh okay so the electroshock therapy conversation doesn't happen till post suicide yeah. attempt yeah. yeah and that's the doctor being like you got this it's is this or she just tries to kill herself <laughs> yeah, again basically basically okay um yeah so light what is that called light at the end uh no, no, light no, no, in the dark light in the dark okay this show is very I, I do love that it tricks you because if you don't know anything it does feel like light in the dark is kind of like the end of the show right. like it's yeah. very it's like a it's a good act ender mm-hmm. but like it's i just love that it tricks you because Every time I would listen to it, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, Light in the Dark. That was a really like short show. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, there's 14 songs left. <laughs> no, 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 cool, no, no, cool, no. Cool, the cool. back half really, uh, <laughs> really fucks you up. Light in, the, Light in the Dark is just you're at the top of the roller coaster. Yeah. You're just like ticking over. Big and ride like, the cyclone energy. Oh, this was so nice. Oh, fuck. OK. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to loop the loop to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Which when we go and we meet Karnak. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very that. Yeah. Um, OK. Uh, any thoughts on act one that we did not cover? I mean, just for me, like, I do think that it was so well staged. I think it was so well directed because there were moments that you're not going to get from like, listen to it. Like in Mm -hmm. Dan's big number where like, we now know like he's cleaning about, but you don't realize that's what he's doing. He comes in he's like, left the hospital because you don't see her. Right. You don't see her 
do that. So you don't right. know exactly like where she's at and how she's yeah. at. You yeah. just see him come back on and he starts singing this beautiful song and he's feeling and you're like, oh, okay. He's like cleaning up in his house and he mm-hmm. has a sponge, right? Mm-hmm. And he's wiping up the sponge and you're like, all right. And he puts into a bucket, which you assume is empty. Also buckets. Um, and <laughs> Illegal now. It, Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Damn it. Um, again. And he puts his like sponge into this bucket, but then when he pulls out the sponge and mm-hmm. he rings it up, because like you first see it, it's clear water. Right. When he rings back up, it's red. And that's the <gasps> moment that you realize what he's doing. <gasps> right. So like I just think there are so many moments. Theater magic. Seeing, yeah, exactly. And it's not even like it's such an easy thing to do, right? right? Oh, like absolutely. you got a bucket with like two little like paces. One's got the clear water, one's got the yeah, red water. Absolutely. Um, but it, it it just is that moment, like those little things that yeah. you, you don't see, you don't realize yeah. and you don't feel until you see it. And like it's so like visceral. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, I was honestly happy to be reading along because I think I would have missed a lot of which is totally fine like they're not like i'm gonna kill myself now that would be a fucked up (laughs) thing to see in here but like yeah you would not um you miss a lot of like the actual action and like what's going on on stage and it would be filled in for you a few songs later maybe like when the doctor's like it's this or she kills herself like, like tries to kill herself again like I don't know. I I just really appreciated being able to kind of follow along and get a little bit of the action because Mm -hmm. I I know I would have been lost. But it must read to other people because this was so popular, like without people having seen it on Broadway. Was it just like we just how did we learn about things before we read Wikipedia? Is my question. I I mean, like bootleg YouTube. I don't know. Yeah, basically word of mouth. Yeah. Because like like, I fully, I fully didn't know that I've been was him like cleaning up, cleaning up um, until like college. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, and I guess for me, like I after seeing all the Tonys, like I'm obsessed. I knew all of the score before I even moved to New York and saw it, but I didn't know all of those things. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, like just like the score, just loved the show. Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's pretty much. Like, that's how, like, it was back back in the... Like, I remember yeah. the first musical I ever became obsessed with was Rent. as because, you know, I'm right. a cliche. Of yeah. course. Um, you know. Uh, we all saw the movie. Right? Like, <laughs> the first time I saw it was, like, 2002, I sure. think. Okay. Um, when I was a freshman in high school. But mm-hmm. I'd known the show before that. But there were mm-hmm. things I didn't know about. I, like, took my dad and my brothers. And my dad was like, what the hell did you take us to? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why is my 14-year-old son? Like, what is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I think that was it. Like, you liked the music. But you yeah. waited yeah. until you saw it. Right. Yeah, basically. Hoped that it ruled. Yeah. Hoped it didn't fuck you up too much. (laughs) And yeah. You trusted things like the Tonys. Yeah, exactly. And then eventually you just start a Broadway podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back with Act Two. We're back. Hey. Back, 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 back. Um, okay. Act two. So. Dose. She's been shocked. Nope, <laughs> that's not true. We come back and we come back and she's dead in the shock. Being she's getting the shock. <laughs> no, they ease us back into it. She's she's <laughs> fully like to the brain again. plane. <laughs> Ascending to the brain she's plane. She's on her way to the brain plane. Um, okay. Do we like Wish I Were Here? I feel like I like it. I don't know. Yeah. I Here's the thing. I feel like you guys really like the music, and I felt very, like, fine about the music. I, I did not actively like or dislike the music. Well, it's very rock musical, and I know how you feel about those. But I thought it was better than, like, I liked it yeah. for a rock musical. I was like, okay, I like I like this. And I think they do. Um, I think we, Connor, have had a recent complaint we about, have. like, lack of 
mm, anything outside like a four piece band yeah um <laughs> in like more recent musicals so we just recently covered um the lightning thief and right we were just like talking about <laughs> so we were just talking about how it's just different like we need more instruments and i felt yeah. like this one incorporated a lot of instruments yeah. honestly i like thought to myself in act one i was like you know what this is just really good evidence that mm-hmm. adding some strings yeah i was gonna say they had guitar, strings like yeah. literally just a couple of strings ch- totally changes yeah, it, the whole sound oh, absolutely in like mm-hmm. a way that makes it feel fuller and just like what you've added maybe one two instruments right and all of a sudden now it's like it feels like a musical as yeah. opposed to a con like a rock concert. like a rock right. band right. playing and i also yeah. think that like for a rock musical it's an incredibly like singable rock musical mm-hmm. oh yeah like it's not like the screlting of oh, a yes. superstar True. or the over poppiness of like even something even though hashtag love like a rent right yeah, yeah absolutely like, you can bring in a Marin Maisie to mm-hmm. like sing this score mm-hmm. and it's glorious yeah mm-hmm. um you don't need like the screlting yeah no, like in voiced pop singing for sure absolutely i will also say i and maybe controversial i don't know i don't love alice ripley's voice well i don't care for how she sings in this musical i get so that. Well, i was very like meh i mean do we want to get yes get uh, into it go for okay. it so here's my thing um <laughs> alice, <Pop off. laughs> alice ripley in this role yes um she won a tony award yes okay. there are a few roles that i think are written to win a tony award yeah correct um i think something like evan hansen as long as you sit, whoever did that role mm-hmm. like decently was going to win it. Yeah. Same sure. thing with Diana. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think that she had a level of unhingedness that mm-hmm. was a great performance for it. Okay. My thing is if I'm casting a musical, you know, if anybody ever wants to ask me to cast a musical, <laughs> um, that I generally cast voice first, which I know is a controversial. I do actually know it's a controversial Bold. thing. Bold. But like so many people are like, I want an actor and you can teach them. Right. I'm like, I Disagree. I want to hear somebody sing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, mean, it is a musical. I feel like the music is kind of important. A little bit, a little bit. But she <laughs> sang it with such like abandon yeah. that by the end, like the last time I saw her sing it, she was not singing any of the notes. Oh, oh really? Like, they were like a fifth under. <laughs> Like I, I'm not Uh-oh. even. I am not exaggerating. Like she was, she was just out there, like sc- trying to scrout out these notes and these songs. But I was like, this isn't what the score is. You were, you, what songs are you singing, ma'am? And, and and it was distracting. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which is why, like, when like Marin Maisie came in with her glorious, like, oh, yeah, well trained, healthy singing, uh-huh. I was just like, oh, that's what that's meant to be. So yeah, I, I can have an opinions. Yeah. Of of Alice Ropley's performance. That being said separate from the other things that are happening in, of course. Yeah, of course. in her life. I mean, I feel like the OBC is obviously you're trying to get the best take, right? You're trying yeah. to get it yeah. like the best it's ever going to be. And for me, I just don't care for whatever. A- she has an interesting affectation yeah. to her voice that I do not like. And so it makes all of the Diana songs for me just like, I'm just like not interested, which I realize is sort of the whole point of the musical. Yeah, right. And so I just was kind of like, meh, they're fine. Like, yeah. I like the Dan songs. Um, I really enjoy that actor um, mm-hmm. that's on the OBC. I, I Robert think, Spencer. Yeah, yeah, I think he's super, like his voice a lot. Yeah. Um, I really like. It's really hard to like sit there. I mean, like, I feel the same way where I usually would. I kind of do tune out the Diana songs mm-hmm. because it's like when you're up against Jen Damiano and yeah. Aaron Tveit and like all these Broadway fucking powerhouses. Mm-hmm. It's not that Alice Ripley is 
bad, but it's no. like it's well, I would, not on this. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> not on this OBC, but yes. apparently, um, but like on stage, um, she's not great. She, yeah. she threw like she just completely, I think, destroyed her voice throughout the run of it. That makes gotcha. sense. Like she oversang mm-hmm. it. So like the first time I saw her, it was great. Yeah, but the, like the last the two end. two times, I was just like you you. I, you can't sing it. Yeah, trying yeah. to do that eight shows You've a week for your like three years. That's yeah. gotta be fucked. Well, like, gotcha. You know, and it's not like it's even that high. It's not no, like, yeah, right. I mean, it's a hard role. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, for she's sure. singing almost every song, and she belts every single. Yeah, part. and that thing—that's one thing I was saying about the score. Like, you don't have to. Right. Exactly. Like Jessica Phillips, who was her understudy, who I think was like a little young for the role, sure. like was incredible because she belted it, but she like mm. belted it healthily, and like it yeah, was so refreshing to see her. And then Marin like saying it like legit yeah and like it was so cool because she was also playing opposite her her husband jason daniel oh, like that was, it was that's interesting yeah, was love that um and she had i mean she was i think one of the greatest artists of our time yeah uh personal feeling uh and she sang it with such like richness and healthiness yeah. that she, i was like oh you don't have to like scream these notes yeah yeah, yeah. uh so yes, I I concur with your <laughs> going back to what initially you said. Yeah, so it's just not, it just like doesn't hit for me. Um, oh, I guess, and yeah. I think that kind of threw me off the music. It just it wasn't what's it wasn't sticking for me. It's mm. not that I didn't like it. I I liked it, and I yeah liked the vibe, and I got the energy, and I felt you know, I just wasn't um. Like, it wasn't moving particularly to me. I really fully expected to cry, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I was reading along with it, but I just was kind of like... That could be it. Not... I don't know. It just didn't hit me emotionally the way that I thought it would. I yeah. was sad in, a, on my, in my brain plane, but not yeah. physically. Right, <laughs> right. I think it's really hard for just... When you're just listening to, like, an OBC to, mm-hmm. like, really put your... Like, only like a couple of obcs that i've ever listened to have ever done Make that you cry. like made me cry just okay. by listening to mm-hmm. it that's fair. um and, and would it be like after you'd seen the show or before you'd seen before the show? i'd seen the show and got it so, so like if i were to see next to normal i feel like i would probably it would like hit me more emotionally but i'm the same yeah. way like i don't it, this yeah. show doesn't like make me feel yeah. emotionally when i listen to just the soundtrack right it's yeah. no close every door to me exactly <laughs> exactly thank you the somebody finally said it <laughs> somebody finally said it it's <laughs> like every 14 year old exactly <laughs> um okay so i know we've referenced a couple of times the silverware throwing scene does that happen in act two like you were talking about the silverware throwing number that's the trio um and it's can you tell me what it is yeah. you're afraid of that so thing is that I think that's Act 1. That's Act 1. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's going on in that scene? Um, It's really the time, like, that's the first time you see Dan, like, confronting her. Mm. Okay. And he's playing, like, he's like, stop, like, trying to, like, stop trying to just, like, push this under the rug. Like, we have to address it. Yeah. And, like, be with me. Focus on me. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about it, and, like, you didn't know when you were watching the Tonys, is that, like, she is literally hearing both of them sing, and mm. they're singing in harmony with each other and on top mm. of each other. Right. But like dan doesn't right. see yeah him. right um so you're seeing like her having this kind of this pull okay. between her and it comes right after like a, a solo song for her yeah into this um you don't know yeah yeah um and that's like that's a throwing part i think yeah um and then she he's singing at her then all of a sudden you see aaron debate coming in singing to mm-hmm. her and she's being pulled and he's basically like stay with me like don't don't focus on your hallucination it's right. fake got it um 
And I just think it's so good. And also just like belty trio armies. (laughs) There are a lot of um, singing over, singing with. Yeah. Like I I do enjoy that part of the music. I think it's really well done. Yeah. In that scenario. I think the harmonies are super pretty. I like the layering that happens. There's lots of bringing other songs, like blending the songs. Mm -hmm. I I do really like, I think it's really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Just for whatever reason, I don't have songs that um there's not a particular song that's like sticking in my brain like oh this one's the earworm like right, this is right. the one that i'm gonna yeah there's to a, this one doesn't really have this show isn't like one that has one of those okay. i feel like because it's it it's like you look at it as like a full text yeah it's a score yeah mm-hmm. like it's a score it's not like there's it's not like a other rock musicals where like you have that there's one no song yeah there's no single <laughs> right and i think it's because it is for the most part there's dialogue but it is very sung through right yeah. and so it's like everything leads into it's each like, other yeah. i am the one into i i am right That's a trio right uh like they just kind of all blend into each other so yeah like I mean, you have the super boy and the super mm-hmm. invisible girl you've got i'm, I'm alive. alive um i'm the mountains like those right. things but yeah it is kind of all a sort full of mixing piece. Yeah, yeah fully all right okay um all right so let's talk more about act two um wish i was here or wish i were here song of forgetting we get a lot more of the um romance uh not romance but like kind of the relationship of Between, natalie and, yeah and Henry, yeah because this is like when natalie is kind of like going down her path of self-destruction mm-hmm. which is where we really start to see that like mirroring between her and diana mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i kind of wanted more i think the reason i was like caring less about the relationship Mm -hmm. was that i wanted to know how it was affecting her like she sings right at the beginning when she's playing her practicing for her recital she's talking about how like she's already got early admission she's got like all this stuff and so i guess i wanted more men maybe this happens outside of a song where we're like seeing how it affects her is this having any effect on her other than just like she comes home late and and Henry has to take care of her? Like, is this affecting her? Great, like, you know, she fucks up her recital, but that's right. not really because she's partying. That's because her parents aren't there, yeah. right? Like, right. I'm just, I, I feel like there's so much. You know how I feel about teenagers in love. I do. <laughs> I simply don't care. Um, <laughs> like, okay, so I guess I was just more like, okay, but what are the real world like? What yeah. are the actual problems that are yeah. causing? Right. Like, it doesn't seem like her dad gives a shit. It doesn't seem yeah, like... Yeah, her dad is, like, very much not focused on Natalie at, at all. all. And it it's that's a really interesting, like, aspect because, like, Natalie, like... He's also not a good parent. Yeah, he's like, definitely she not. She has two not good parents yeah. to right. her. She's right. it's very and like I feel like you see throughout the show that Natalie is much more mature than Dan and Diana are. Mm. Like throughout she's it. had to be, right? She's had to be. Like, like she's had to be the parent yeah. essentially. For herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting dynamic. And now that we do talk about it, I feel like Dan and Natalie like rarely interact as well. No, it is it does. At least in feel, the score. It does yeah. feel like two separate. There's a moment where like right after the birthday, I think. Um, after the birthday cake, so good. Um, what was it? What's the name of that song? Sorry, I need to scroll up. Um, it's gonna be good. Yeah, where yeah. Oh, she yeah. like runs, like she like runs to her room or something, and her yeah. and Dan like have a moment where she, her Dan's like, "It's not about you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, none of this has been about her. No. <laughs> Frankly, doesn't it, feel like it's ever been about right. her. And I think that's kind of like Dan is at such as which end because like this is the woman that he, yeah, like, he exactly. loves and has been like mm-hmm. a part of his life since they were twenty years old, mm-hmm. and that's been his entire focus is like 
trying to go through this like grief with her yeah and then he hasn't really been able to like focus on his own grief because I was he's saying, it feels like he her. hasn't yeah. grieved at all no. either oh like, no that's, he's I, that's the loss of a parent yeah. not the lo- or the loss of a partner not the loss of a child absolutely like, and i think that's what the end of dan's arc is all about when he finally sees mm-hmm. gabe at the end mm-hmm. that's him finally like acknowledging the fact that oh i also lost a child yeah yeah and i've been so focused on her yeah to the neglect of my like living child absolutely that you had to try to like fill the void yeah and Uh, i feel like that really comes through when after the electroshock therapy when they're mm -hmm. trying to sort of reconstruct the memories and he just sort of leads the whole existence of gabe and just is like no 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 no, that was the thing that caused all these problems so we're just gonna we're just gonna pretend that that didn't happen and it's like yeah and it's like well that's good you clearly have your own issues oh yeah absolutely with that event that have not been addressed if you can just be like we're gonna pretend that our child didn't die right. okay uh-huh, like deal uh-huh. like that's she's not tell her she'll yeah. never know yeah exactly. exactly she'll never figure it out exactly uh-huh. um and so yeah i feel like so i guess just we're just, i'm just gonna jump ahead to that moment yeah. because for a second, I was like, wait, was it Dan's hallucination the whole time? Like, I don't understand why, like, how he's addressing the hallucination. Like, can he also see him? Or is this more just like an acknowledgement to the ether and Aaron Tate just also happens to be standing on stage? Like, I was so fucking confused. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> I, I think it's up to interpretation. I think... The way I take it is like they were trying to exactly what we were talking about, Connor, about how they are trying to show him finally addressing his grief and right. losing a child. Mm-hmm. I don't love the choice. <laughs> okay. That okay. They were like, and let's show that by him seeing Diana's hallucination. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I, I Speak on that. I just, I, <laughs> I, Say more. Because like that took... That took me out of the rea- the realism of the show. Yeah, oh, sure. And, I mean, sure. it's a musical theater, so like, sure. right. but there were so many, I think, real, authentic, like, human things happening in the show that that felt a little bit like a trope, or that felt a little bit like mm-hmm. a theatrical moment. Yes, that makes sense. Um, which I get why they did did it, and like. I'm, there was one of the times I saw when they like, hi, dad. And he like hugged him and you're like, oh, God. And like that. Yeah, yeah I felt it as an audience sure. member. But it just it took me out of the like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I don't know. I feel like I don't mind that she interacts with the hallucination. Um, To me, that's just lending itself to she really believes that he's the, like, that's what a hallucination yeah, feels. Yeah, right? hallucination. It, it yeah. feels real to you having the hallucination. Absolutely. Like that, it feels like your reality. So I don't mind that she interacts with him. But then when he like turned and acknowledged Gabe, I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. I don't Is understand. He really there? Was he the one who, was he crazy the whole yeah. time? Is that the twist? Well, uh, that's almost, <laughs> that almost goes back to like the whole song at, with my psychophomacologist and I, where like Dan is in the car and he's like, am I the one am who's I crazy? The one who's crazy? Uh-huh. Or is it the one who's getting treated? Or yeah. is it the one who just sits in the car? I yeah. was like, oh, it's all make, I was trying to six sense Coming reverse it. Full circle. <laughs> like, right. He was wearing the clothes this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he never went to the basement. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I do, like, I do think it's an interesting choice. Again, I don't know. I never saw the show on mm-hmm. on stage so like i don't know if it's the right choice mm-hmm. but i do think it is an interesting one because Absolutely. it it, it kind of goes back to that whole idea of like Aaron Tveit being the manifestation of like what is happening to diana um so it does kind of blur blur that line also but that's I, the only time that his name is said yeah it's or dan, by dan 
Oh, I thought it was just him the whole or time. I does thought that Diana was the only say his time. name? I think she talks. I think she does during some of her session therapy okay. sessions, but okay, I mean, I but not sung. Been... Yeah. So it must no, just be spoken. So. Yeah. I don't because so. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think she names him. I, I never. You don't hear his name ever. She. Until... I, yeah. Oh. Interesting. Oh. I mean, they you do in some of the dialogue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like between them, and he'll talk about it. I believe. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. and I think it's also like. Are you viewing Dan or not Dan Gabe as an actual hallucination or right. is he a metaphor? Right. 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 Yeah. That's oh, good that's cue. a good question. <laughs> or is Dan the crazy one? Right. <laughs> I'm team Dan. I'm team Dan's the crazy one. Um I'm team you tried to pretend your kid didn't die. So maybe and you neglected should be your seeing other a child. And then, psychopharmacologist. Yeah, neglected yeah right. absolutely. And he tries to, and then the the, the um psychiatrist is like, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> Go I'm, I'm tired of this crazy fucking family. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Although at the very end, like, yeah. he's like, I can recommend somebody for you. And right. he's like, no, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard yes. You should be saying yes to right. this, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Which I also think is a great like thing. Everybody can benefit from therapy. Yeah, and maybe loop mm. that. Maybe, maybe bring that like, in. We need to get the oh, whole yeah. family Maybe we in. get the whole kit and caboodle. Maybe, maybe uh-huh. some family sessions. <laughs> right. so, sort of like a BOGO yeah. deal on therapy. BOGO players. deals! Uh yeah, so I do think that like um I am going to say that I I I guess I'm uh, of the opinion that I actually kind of like the acknowledgement uh-huh, of Gabe uh-huh. um that Dan does just because I do think that it I am definitely like team Gabe is a metaphor. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay, so like okay, when not like it, an actual character yeah, 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 yeah. Um uh so like when he does acknowledge it again it goes back to that like the fact of Dan realizing you oh he's I, acknowledging Yeah, I'm he's acknowledging his grief. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I I enjoy that read. Yeah. Um, and it does make me be less like Dan was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Where were the signs that I missed? So the metaphor. The, the metaphor is the villain. <laughs> always is. I always. mean. <laughs> always in is. In life and in literature, the metaphor. <laughs> the is metaphor always is the always the villain. <laughs> Tragically. Um, if I know anything about critical reading. <laughs> so okay. So here's the other thing about Natalie and Henry that. Yeah. Mm, I'm like, wait, what? That it all just like gets <laughs> solved feelings. by going to prom? I'm just like... Well, didn't prom solve all your problems? <laughs> yeah. In the sense that my problems were that I hadn't worn a big dress. Yeah. Yeah. It did solve that problem for if sure. If I know anything from watching Ryan Murphy's The Prom, I know that a prom can change your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because prior to my prom, I had never driven a minivan in a ball gown. Oh. So, and you got to do that. Oh, and I did get to do that. Check that off the bucket list. Yeah. Honestly. Buckets, I'd never been buckets. to a cheesecake factory in a formal gown. Wow. So before. Honestly, yeah. The, the dream. I guess in a lot of ways. Whomst amongst us didn't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory and the ball gown. I mean, I mean I've had a nickel. We yeah. all can if you want. Okay. Let's do it now. Let's go. Great. Hold Shut on. it down. I got a map might... to the nearest Cheesecake Factory. There's got to be one I in Times Square, sure, right? Sure. No. I might need to borrow a ball gown. Or we could also, I'm also down for doing all, um, the three story Olive Garden in Times Square oh, ball gown. Give me those breadsticks yes, and that salad dressing. Yes. Uh, oh my God, there is one in. Queens. There is. So it's. I knew there was one in the city. (laughs) Elmhurst. (laughs) We are close to the E, which goes to which goes to Queens. We could do it. I took the E to get here. All right. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Great, we're going to go to the uh, Cheesecake Factory. I and, need to uh, go eat 6,000 calories Yes, of food. in one meal. In one meal. Why do they put it on the menu? Nobody wants that. It's hateful to me. Thanks a lot, Mike Bloomberg. Um, 
<laughs> Bloomberg isn't mayor anymore. You stupid little bitch. Uh, okay. So I do, I am interested in um, sort of the difference in the portrayal of Diana post electroshock mm-hmm. therapy. Like, is she just, ca- like, it's because to me, it seemed like she was just like, I just don't remember anything. But is she like, she's not like catatonic. She's not like no, zombie, no, right? No. She's just like, who are you people? And is this my house? Great. Like, Right. I, I think it's, it, it, I think it's kind of a, a middle ground between the two because okay. she's not just like, hi, yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, like she is like, you could tell, or at least the, the way it's been portrayed in the mm-hmm. productions that I've seen, she's confused. She's okay. just yeah. kind of like, I, okay, like mm-hmm. who, who, who are you? Sure. Yeah. Like, not like just, okay, everything's fine, right. but just very right. much kind of like middle ground. Like she's lost who she is. Like okay. there is no identity, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Absolutely. Like, mm. Mm. What do I'm we so think this musical has to say about electric shock therapy? Pro or con? <laughs> I was, I'm actually, that's like, I feel like that opens up the door to a really interesting question just in general about like what the, this musical has to say about like psychiatry and yeah i think messing with brain shit in general yeah like Mm -hmm. because we kind of touch on like over prescription yeah absolutely the very first song my psychopharmacologist and i like ends like we have mentioned a couple times with it's sort of her talking about her symptoms and like this dosage doesn't work because it gives me this this and this right and then like equilibrium quote unquote for the psychopharmacologist is she feels nothing. She feels nothing. She just right. doesn't just, feel. Yeah. And they're like, oh, stable. And right. it's like, you can just get depression for that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, to feel nothing. Um, but I, yeah, so I'm interested in, and then like there's this whole tangent with Dr. Madden uh, once she starts to sort of get her memories mm-hmm. back where he's like, well, yeah, that's going to happen. So you just have to keep zapping her. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, yeah, of course, this is going to happen. So and then you just got to like, keep bringing her back from her zaps. Yeah, and then later on in the second act when um, she's saying, like, she wants to walk away from Dr. Madden, he's like, you've been working for so long and you're only just starting your progress. And it's yeah. like... <laughs> so she's been in therapy for 16 years and she's yeah. only now getting better which right. i think is an interesting like i mean we can get into like the at least in terms of the idea psychiatry of like, yeah the idea of like a chronic or lifelong illness yeah, which absolutely. i think is hard for just like generally people to wrap their brains around if they do oh, not yeah. if, if they don't if struggle they don't with that one yeah. because it's like i do feel that we're very like, well, if you're sick, then you got to take medicine and then and then you're better. Right. And like, and it's very linear, like linear in yeah. that way. Um, so I know that with mental health stuff, it's not linear. So like, yeah, it's not insane for a therapist to be like, this is something you have to manage your whole life. Yeah, and you're going to have setbacks and you're going to have moments where like the dosage doesn't work anymore. Yeah, or right. you have to adjust this or something new pops up yeah. or you have to, you know, whatever, whatever. Like it is a lifelong condition you have to yeah. manage. But I... I'm interested in like, so, so with that lens, I'm, I, it's hard for me to like feel angry at the doctor because like, yeah, that is what it is. Like Mm -hmm. she is going to have to keep working at it, but also like she doesn't have to, she doesn't want to like therapy doesn't work for everybody and that's fine. Like if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she has, I worry since she yeah. did try to 
kill herself. <laughs> well, she I did think try it, to commit suicide, yes. so I feel like yeah, which is not ideal. No, yeah, definitely not. It's not like she's just hallucinating and it's not harming anything. You yeah, know exactly. What I mean? Like she is. There is still that risk. Yeah, and it's, um, it but it just feels like, very like she was like, "Well, I'm gonna go live with my parents now, and I'm fine." Like your husband was making you hallucinate. Like what's going yeah, on? I here? don't know. You know. I don't know if like that's because that's one of my things is like, is this musical at the end where she's saying like, maybe my brain's not wrong, maybe yeah. it's my soul, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, I, I like get what you're saying, but are you also saying that like, like pharmaceuticals aren't the way to like treat mental illness sure. or like something like that? Like, I I feel like it walks a fine line between mm-hmm. the two, very much like just stop being depressed, energy. <laughs> like, oh, right, right, <laughs> right. I'll just go live in Sedona, and that will cure and me. And then like, I'll, yeah. okay, well, <laughs> actually, I need to go live by the sea where the air is fresh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> balance the humors. Yes, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> If I could just go live in my sanatorium, then I'll right. be fine. Oh my god, yeah. No, but I feel like like the message at the end is kind of gets like along into that territory, but I mm-hmm. don't think it fully does because she's still it's not saying that her leaving Dan completely cures her. No. She's still like dealing with all the issues that she still has, but like they make a mention of saying like she's hopeful for the first time right. in like a long time. Cause she I feel like the end is kind of her realizing the core of the issue, maybe. I, think, I don't know. I think that At least that's how I read it. One thing I personally like about the, sh- the show is that I don't think that it makes a statement personally okay, sure. of one way or the other. I think yeah. it, it brings to light a lot of it's the, this of conversation. Yeah, right. Right? Absolutely. And it's saying like there because there is such a stigma as you were talking about, like when you're, it's linear of like you're sick, you take medicine, yeah. you get better. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. such a stigma. In this country, <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Sound like to uh, around mental health issues, yeah, right? For sure. Because it's also the thing that you can't see. Yeah. Yes, um, totally. And so, I that's one reason why I loved this musical because it addressed that mm-hmm. in a way that was so like gut wrenching. Yeah. Um, and it didn't have an answer. Right. It wasn't like, and this is how we fix it. And yeah. I think that's kind of a great thing about this show is that right. it's like some things work, some things don't. Yeah. Um, and for her at the end. It, I always I choose to interpret it that she is better because she is finally for the first time that we've seen like make make made a choice that's like good for Natalie good for yeah. Dan like good for her being like I need to figure this out and not subject you to this yeah and fully. that probably helps her not having to worry about like Absolutely. am I screwing up my daughter yeah. yes you were like type of thing so I think it's it's there's strength in making that choice for yourself mm-hmm. for sure um which I think is kind of why it is a little bit like the last song is so uplifting sounding yeah. yeah you've just had your entire like heart and soul like ripped <laughs> open it, yeah yeah got it and you've seen all this and then they're like right everything's happy again and you're like it's uh, okay it's hopeful yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah there's a moment when she comes back from electroshock therapy where she's talking to natalie and they're just kind of her life and she's like your life Seems like it kind of sucks. <laughs> and Ned was, Ned is like, congratulations, you figured it out. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like... Time, 16 years later. Yeah. But I really do feel like that was, like, sort of the inciting, like, moment for her yeah. of, like, recognizing Natalie's, like, the lack of interest she's had in Natalie's life and how that has affected her, like, 
she's like, oh, wait, hold on. Like, your life is really shitty. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's on me, kind right. of. Yeah. Like, that's on me and your dad not being able to. And Natalie is the one who kind of inst- like instigates that because Dan is like showing her all these like, these are all the nice memories. And then uh-huh. Natalie's like, here's the time that you fucking freaked out in Costco and right. we had a fucking article written about us. Yeah. Right. Like, she's the one who's saying, like, showing. We ran over our cat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's the, like, Natalie is the one who's like, hey, um, we've had a lot of shit happen and yeah, we can't, can't just, just gloss that stuff. over. Yeah. 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 Well, because I'm sure the bad stuff really sticks out for Natalie. Absolutely. But yeah. I do feel like there, to me, it it's almost like the electroshock therapy of it all was able to like clear her brain for a moment to like mm. see Natalie for the first time and like process Natalie as her own functioning human that she has sort of just like neglected for 16 or 17 Absolutely. years and is like, oh, okay. I need to make a choice for you. Like, I do feel like Dan and Diane are so selfish and so wrapped up in one another. Absolutely. That like they need someone at some point needed to take a step back and go like, oh, fuck, we have to do something for the benefit of the human life we brought into the world that is still with us right now. Like, we got to do something about that. And I think that that for me makes the moment where she chooses to leave feel like good and it does feel like hopeful mm-hmm. because it's like yes that is the right choice that's right. The, that is the correct move in this terrible situation for your daughter yeah that, exactly is, you gotta get out of there and like dan's gotta deal with dan's shit and his own grief yeah absolutely he's got a lot off. going on he mm-hmm. needs to take care of mm-hmm. um, absolutely and I think it's super easy to like fall into that caretaker role, like push your grief aside because you have to be there for someone else and Absolutely. be that strength sure. and that support. But like at some point, that is the thing that like just kept blowing my mind, like especially through all of Act Two, where I was just like, it's been over a decade. It's been like yeah. almost 20 years of them being like this. Yeah. Like yeah. that is so long to be living in that yeah. moment. Just it just breaks my heart, and that's where like the mirroring mirroring of Dan and Henry comes in when they're singing that the like I promise song, mm-hmm. where um Diana is like, "Why have you been here so long?" Yeah. And Henry's like, "I made a vow, and I'm sticking to my word. I'm yeah. going to be here until the bitter end." Yeah. And Henry is saying the same thing to Natalie, and right. that's where you get that echo of each other. That's honestly kind of terrifying. Yeah, totally. It's both beautiful and totally tragic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's and I think that, again that's why this show is so great about making this commentary on as you were saying earlier that like mental health is a lifetime like lifelong yeah uh, thing that that does not have a, an answer and mm-hmm. does not have one right or wrong way to deal with it right absolutely and, it's ju- and I think it's such it's so cool that musical theater is a medium like had this moment yeah. of like making this commentary yeah absolutely yeah. and how that affects families yeah right? and i think that's one of the reasons why this show was so groundbreaking because yeah. it was like the first time a musical had ever really done that mm-hmm. like you get that all the time in plays like very big like i ate the divorce papers energy in this show <laughs> but like big august's yeah exactly moment. exactly yeah. like you get that all the time in like your um your slice of life sink, your yeah. kitchen sink mm-hmm. shows but mm-hmm. like very rarely do you get that kind of thing in musicals For well, sure. especially when it's the focus like there have yeah. been times in shows that it's like almost used as a joke or exactly. it's almost used as like a, a moment that you have right like that right. this is the central conceit of the show is that like mental health issues are confusing mm-hmm. and n- nobody really knows yeah. the right way to deal with it and yeah. it's going to be different right um and i think it's so cool that 
they did it yeah. in a musical. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, I just love when she says, thank you, doctor. My favorite color is Valium. <laughs> Valium is my favorite color. I right? was like, okay. Good uh, times. I did. I saw the show one time with uh, somebody who had, had been medicated for, for mental health things. And they were literally laughing during the number of like, <laughs> it's so true. The oblong orange ones. Yeah, she was like, they were like, yeah. that's exactly how it is. They're right. like, don't take it with this. Don't take it with that. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that I was sitting there with somebody who like has dealt with this mm-hmm. and finding humor in it and yeah. finding a connection to it. I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's like, nice. That it feels real. It's not like overplayed. It's not. Yeah. And then you can have those of moments it. of humor when dealing with something that is so gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, anything else? Anything else in act two? that i can think of any themes that we haven't touched i the one theme that i saw a lot in the show was like that i the idea of like quote-unquote dying while being alive Uh and i i don't i like i don't know i don't have much to say about that but i also like going to the idea of like how this show is supposed to be sort of a critique of like suburban life i feel like dying while being alive is the best critique of suburban (laughs) life i've ever heard Mm, (laughs) mm. just saying fair enough fair enough um our suburban listeners are gonna be coming for you connor extremely don't trick your dms for a while do not dm me (laughs) stay out of connor's mentions Um, please do not send me emails i have enough (laughs) actually have enough emails right now yeah. but thank you so much actually like i'm good <laughs> that's gonna be my new out of office reply yeah. i'm actually all set on emails thank you thank you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> at capacity so um okay well then let's just move to man in chair yeah, yeah absolutely william man in chair this why do you love this musical i mean i feel like i've already i've said it i think it was so as you were saying kind of like groundbreaking that there was this show taking on something that otherwise hasn't really been taken on. Mm -hmm. I am a personal believer that like mental health is not talked about enough in this country Mm -hmm. is not talked about enough in our society, especially depending on where you are. Like I grew up in the South, like nobody talked about it. Right. Like, and I think it's something that anybody can benefit from therapy, can benefit Mm -hmm. from having those conversations with themselves. Um, And I think seeing a show that was so like brazen about that's what they're going to write about and seeing Mm -hmm. how it in, packs family dynamics i think is beautiful i also think the score is stunning mm-hmm. um i think it's a show that as i've seen it six times right. um <laughs> can be different every time you see it and you can get something mm-hmm. different about it yeah. and can change so much with who is playing the role i yeah, think there absolutely. are some shows that are like once a broadway show is set it's mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. i think you can see and i love the show you can see wicked five years ago and you can see wicked next month and you're going to pretty much still see yeah. the great, incredible mega musical that it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But seeing different people playing different parts of this different role, even in a short period of time, like it changed. Yeah. Based on who that More was. More nuances. That makes sense. Because there's so much of that that is raw and that is personal that people are going to connect to. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think. That's that's why I love that musical. When you were like, I "What musical?" Do? I was like, "I think I know." Yeah, <laughs> I think I know. Um, it's an opera. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> a real feel good. Yeah, um, truly. Okay. Connor manages for us. Yeah, I I really do love the show. Um, it uh, 
the music is a great. I think the story is really great. Um, it really does fit into that like modern musical thing that we've been talking about, where it's just like character studies, mm-hmm. which is. But I think this is like such a strong character study, and it's a really excellent writing and um, performances have been great. Um, and like I said, I knew this show a lot when I was like in high school, and sort of a foundational text, sort of not. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, no, I really do love the show. I would love to see it staged. Hopefully, one day it'll be revived. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. Though I don't know like how you would do a revival of this. I don't know. It would be fun to see. But we're gonna ask Sarah Bareilles. We're gonna ask Sarah Bareilles <laughs> how right. she would do that. She'll figure it out. Um, but no, I do love the show. I think, like you said, um, it like touches on all these things that you just don't really see a lot in musical theater. Um, and that is really cool and really groundbreaking. Um, and it really did uh make strides. Yeah. Which is good. Um, Meryl, Marin Chair. How did you feel? Um I felt good. Uh, <laughs> Surprisingly. I, I feel I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I'm super interested to listen to it again now with both of your recommendations to listen to it as an entire like in its entirety as mm. as a piece, just start to finish. Um, and not be reading along now that I know the story. I would love to just like listen through and absorb. Yeah. Um really go back to my roots of not knowing a damn thing and just absorbing sure. the there are also some youtubes of the full production oh, a little work. Okay, not okay. that we would ever not that we would ever no, have okay. ever no, absolutely that. not we do not condone <clears throat> legs on this podcast I... slime tutorials yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the thumbnail says slime tutorial but it's mostly mm. here to me <laughs> over the i mean n- yep never mind not gonna make that joke a teen. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 god I feel like we all know where this is going. Um, Yeah, I'm actually, now that I'm thinking more about this, um, for whatever reason, uh, like, this is a strange thing to know, I feel, but October is um, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Month, like Awareness Month. I did not know that. So, um, and this will be coming up, like, right as. So I'm actually super interested because I feel like now um, there's a really big movement um, to be more open about the loss of like infants Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. you know, mid pregnancy loss and things like that. Like um, just like knowing a few people, it's just like in my general circles who have experienced that, like where I would be interested to see that through this lens, like the not talking about gay aspect of it. There's like this huge push to just like talk about, my child in the present tense like absolutely gabe is you know part of our family i'm the mother of two children i have you know like i have two babies one is here and one is not like Mm -hmm. and and so that was really like top of mind for me listening to this show and so i was getting i was thinking more about it from that like grief aspect as opposed to the mental health aspect Mm -hmm. of it um just a different lens that i was viewing the show through but i want to like revisit it with more like being more attuned to the because as i said going into it i didn't realize that he had died as a baby and so it was just a different like study on grief like what that means like what does it mean to grieve someone that you never knew like Mm -hmm. that you or that you only knew for a little bit like um what does it mean to like lose out on like the life of your child like um 
you know, in that sense, it like makes sense to me that she's imagining him as a teen because she didn't get to yeah. like she doesn't have him there. Like she's she's wanting him to be part of her life, you know, Absolutely. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very much the ride the cyclone, all the kids singing about this yeah. is what my life could this have been. Could have been. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Um, so I'm I'm interested to listen to it again with all of our notes and thoughts. Mm. Um, I would love to see some of the staging. Yeah. I Let's let's mount the revival, Connor. Let's right. put it on the credit so card. We'll put it let's on the card. We'll expense it. Um, bits over Broadway will mount the revival next to normal. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, and we will also be mounting my parody musical next to normal. Next to normal. <laughs> and we will see which one does better. They'll do in rap. That makes total sense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <sighs> next to normal. Next to normal. In rap. <laughs> uh, ben Brantley, you get front row tickets, baby. Both nights. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> So overall, I really liked it. Um, I would love to to hear it without Alice Ripley. Again, mm. I just didn't care for her voice yeah. um, or her as a person, I guess. Mm. And so I would like to hear it with someone else doing that role. Um, but yeah, the music is pretty. Just nothing stuck out to me. But again, yeah, would like to listen to it as a whole piece. I'm curious in this revival that you will be producing, like <laughs> what's the dream cast? Ooh, oh, God. Good cue. That's our job. We ask those questions. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I George Salazar speak. has to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> the love of my life, George Salazar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would actually honestly like to see him in the Gabriel. I yeah. think that would oh, be yeah. super cool. interesting. Um, he would definitely bring a different different choices than Aaron would. Yeah, I mean, my Diana would have to be Audra. Oh, just because, like, okay. think about that, like that rich. Oh rich my god, singing those things. Great. That's uh, an amazing fucking choice. Yeah, uh, that's good. But no, I would no. also say, like, Audra can like literally sing the dictionary to me that's and be like, "It's great." Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Audra. Audra. McDonald. Can you please do that again? <laughs> listen and listen. I'm always uh, bring back Brian Darcy James. I love that. Yes. Sure. Um, absolutely. <laughs> yes. He yes. Still yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I love him. Yeah. So I would love that. Who would and be then a good we Natalie? We need a Natalie. Who are the younger? Who are these young girls I mean, coming up on Broadway? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say Annalie Ashford, but I, I don't know. I mean, she's too like, old. You know, I yeah. mean, she's perfect. And okay. it's Broadway. Yeah. So, like, let's face it. <laughs> she's perfect and we love her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If, like, age isn't an, uh, yeah. an option, sure, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, like we said in a couple of episodes ago in uh, Percy Jackson, you can get away with casting older actors on stage because, you know, you really have to squint to yeah. see sure, them. Sure. <laughs> You're peeping. Um, like, who's the, yeah, who, who are the young kids these days? <laughs> yeah. Are these like young an, kids? And Ava Noble's young girls. Like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know anybody. Yeah. ever so no <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bad at this yeah i did say last night to william uh that maybe consider who you cast in the muppets version oh sure <laughs> always oh, yeah. so those listeners that d- don't the know muppets the story drama. The muppets. we were at the same place last night and did not realize we it. were we were at the same place for fully two hours and then realized that we were recording this podcast together Merely hours later. And had not made that connection. <laughs> and had not and made did that not connection. Know who the other one was. We're just like, yes, hello. So nice to meet you. Um, we'll continue on with our lives now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know any of the young girls, so. 
tweet at us. Yeah. Let us yeah. know. Let us know who should be in the this in yeah. revival. In our revival Obviously, that we are mounting. Yeah, and then the next to normal. The next to normal. Next yeah. normal. No, 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 no. Only you will be casting that one. We'll hire you to cast our. I'm here for it. And everyone who's coming out for the next to normal audition, please do remember William Cast voice first. Yes. None of this bullshit. No, I mean, this acting. We don't care about how you act. We want to hear you say I don't care if you move. You don't need to move in this podcast. Not one day. Show. Oh my God. Um, oh, okay, God. William, do you have anything to plug? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. I was, I just, this was, this was okay. a blast. I'm trying to think. Um, thanks. Can we oh, follow you on social? Out, yeah. William yeah. E. Reed on, on the Instagrams. Yes. Um, in terms of performance stuff, check out uh, Rooftop Musical Society. Perfect. Um, I am a, a company actor with them. They, we've got something coming out uh around halloween weekend so perfect it's exciting yeah, yeah. Right. this is gonna come out we in october will, so yes we will link it in the show notes absolutely love it. Love it, love sounds it. great yeah. connor anything to plug no as usual you can find me across all platforms at crelia12 uh you can find any funny things i'm working on there meryl how about you no uh but you can follow this podcast at bits over Bway across all platforms you can email us bits over Bway at gmail.com you can find us wherever you find podcasts and if for some reason we're not there let us know and mm-hmm. we will get there uh we are on patreon um mm-hmm. patreon.com slash bits over Bway you can follow us there we release our episodes there as well that is it I think bye, bye. Holy shit, why? And she said, open that bitch back up, give me a Tony. Get me that Tony. She said, what's Lin-Manuel doing? Nothing Nothing. good. (laughs) It's my time to shine. I'm going to get that Tony.